0: There are many things that God would ask you to do that um, really he's not asking you to do it. He just wants to do it through you. You're just a vessel. You're just a channel. There are many things. If all the things that you do in your life or you aspire to do are things that you can do, then you've not really started working with God. We haven't really started. Um, the reason there is a God in your life is so that he can do the things that you cannot do. So when the instructions are coming, sometimes they may be like they are foolish instructions. But faith is the currency of the believer. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We act by faith. Faith is everything that we walk with. Um, as a pastor, many times to it's not easy for me to um to walk in certain dimensions because i have to be conscious of the ramifications afterwards um i've had doubts in my mind what if it works what if it doesn't work i mean what if this thing goes south what if it doesn't turn out the way it should but it doesn't take away the faith that we have as children of god it doesn't take it away at all all right. Um, all through the month, we started talking about um, faith or foolishness, and we've talked about. Um, can I have the artwork up? We've talked about. I think two other parts. We've talked about. Who um, cool, can remind me the first one we talked about? Sorry. Did God really speak to me? So these are questions that um, that people ask in their walk of faith, you know, in trying to understand. The balance between faith and foolishness. Okay, say God told me something, and then you are doubting at some point. Did God really tell me? Just because you 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 faced an obstacle, so you are asking yourself, "Oh, did God really tell me?" All right, and then you are trying to balance between faith and foolishness. And then the, the second one we talk about is that why should I stop believing, or rather, when should I stop believing? You know, so you you say, "Okay, I've been believing God for this thing for for two years, for three years, for ten years, for five years." Okay, when should I stop and just accept it that God is not interested in my matter or that God has better things to do than attend to me? When should I stop believing? You can listen to the messages um, online, ph.kingsword.org. But today, just in a few minutes, I just want to address this. Has science replaced divine healing? So what, what the Lord did for me at the beginning of August is to... Show me a picture of different parts where people question their faith or their foolishness and say okay I want you to talk about it uh, on a different aspect. so the four aspects next week we're talking about where did all my money go you know th- these are these are faith steps that people take and then they ask questions and no they, they're trying to find answers to those questions all right so has science replaced divine health or divine healing you know um we live in a world today where okay, I, I put up something on on my on my social media. I, I get three scenarios, uh, different um, um, scenarios of people who actually, you know, have a fit walk kind of, you know. And let me just let me just see if I can, I can put that um, reference that scenario. Okay, so the first scenario I said was John who had. Um, um, to see the doctor and the doctor says your results are out and that look you might have to schedule you for a surgery and then john said that cannot be possible why because by his stripes i am healed or by his stripes i was healed so it's these are real life scenarios these are things that have happened before so is john wrong to tell the doctor that no by his stripes um, I'm healed. No, he's not wrong to say that. All right, but the question is, um, anyway, I'll get I'll get into that later. Then the second scenario is um, Mary, who was really feeling sick, and then she said to her friends that, look, I can't make it to church today because I'm not feeling too good. I need to check myself into the hospital. And then the friends were like, oh, wh- where's your faith? Don't you know that um, God has healed you? Why, why would you not be in church because you're sick you want to go to go to um the hospital why can't you just come to church you know and then mary in her mind will be thinking oh am i not a strong believer like them you know um and then they are rubbing it off on the fact that maybe they are not sick at the time so mary you should embrace divine health all right so these are questions in the heart of and then the third one um, a church member, a pastor, pastor, James just collapsed. Now, I, I, I changed the, the, the story around it. This actually happened truly in this church. Uh, somebody somebody collapsed at home. And then some people called me. I was on my way home that day and they called me, Pastor, 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 this person has collapsed. This person, has, we're bringing him to you. I said, What? Take him to the hospital. What do you mean? Bring him to my house for what? You know? And I, after i had said that, I realized that this guy, what's wrong with you? You're not even acting like a pastor at all. Ah, you know? I say what are you bringing to my house? for take him to the hospital. I'm not a doctor, you know. So at that point, someone would have wondered. Ah, I said this pastor no get power, out. you know, and then you won't blame them, all right? You won't blame them. But these are these are questions in the hearts of people, all right? And they border on uh, on the on the faith of people. So when it comes to divine health, we're asking: Has science really taken over? Should we really believe for divine health? I used, to, I used to fall ill all the time. I have a timetable for my sickness. It's September. That's the timetable for my sickness. Once it gets to September, I start falling and I start expecting it. I got to a point I started expecting it. On September, don't come now. You go sick. They'll see you for hospital. And it was like that every year. Every year for years. One day I said to myself, said that, that this thing works or it doesn't work? Is that, that it works or it doesn't work? So I started trusting God for divine health. While I was taking the medicals, going to the hospital, doing all that, I was trusting him for divine health. And it's been like that for years now. I mean, I don't, I have HMO that I don't use. They're just collecting the money, you know. And my kids are like that. My daughter, my daughter, um, my daughter has really never been sick in her life like that. Since she was born, she's 10. She's really never been sick. And I know it's divine health, but that doesn't mean that if she's sick, I shouldn't take her to the hospital. No, I should take her to the hospital. So what's the balance there? What's the balance there? If people who go to the hospital and see the doctor, some of you have medical, um, um, medical insurance that you don't use. You have access to medical health care you don't use going for a full body count body checkup it's not a sin it's not a crime going to the hospital to check yourself it's not a crime it's not a, it's not a bad thing so you find someone and say ah, okay can we come check your sugar level ordinary sugar level is say blood of Jesus what has blood of Jesus got to do with sugar level check it you take 7 bottles of coke every day without missing and they, you to check your sugar level you are calling blood of Jesus that coke is not blood of Jesus it's sugar that is inside that's what they are checking. That's what they're checking. So when you understand the role that that um, God plays in science, you realize that there is a God factor in it. And then you use your faith for what you should use your faith for. You should use your faith for what you should use it for. Alright? So is it faith because the action carried out or because it's driven by the word of God? So when do you call it faith? Do you call it faith because of what i have done or because i'm being driven by god's word so somebody comes and say ah you know what ah as i was just going there was no money in my pocket and i just said oh father lord as there's no money in this pocket now i trust you and i believe you and i just kept going and then somebody just tapped me brother 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 i just feel that god said i should give you this 20k ah, and you hear the story and you're like wow faith Is it the action that terms it faith? Or the fact that that person was driven by an instruction from God? When do we call it faith? You say, "Ah, I I was just going to that school. I didn't know how I was going to get the admission and pay. But somehow God just did it. I just got there and then I just paid. So you are wondering, is it the action that made it faith? Or the instruction that made it faith? Faith requires you knowing the will of God first. In that moment. And acting according to that will. So it requires you to know what God is asking you to do. And then you are acting in accordance with that will. Every operation of God you see here on earth. Every way God moves. Every way God operates here on earth. Has been downgraded. To a to a level by which you and I can understand it. It has been downgraded to what our capacity can handle. It doesn't expressly mean that um, that that's all that there is to God. No. Everything you see here on earth, for our understanding, has been downgraded so that we can understand it. That's why. Jesus had to come in the likeness of flesh. That way we will understand him. That doesn't mean that that's the glory of Jesus. No. If he comes in his glory, we can't take it. We can't absorb it. So it has to be downgraded to a level in which our capacity can handle. So when God is walking with us, he walks with us in ways that we can handle he brings certain things that we can relate to it that's the justification of science science is an explanation of God in a way that we can understand it doesn't mean that it is void of God no it helps us to understand God the more it doesn't take away God it doesn't subtract God God himself is science so when God demonstrates himself in certain scientific forms it doesn't take away the supernatural no actually we see the supernatural in science we see the supernatural in God it helps us to understand you know a lot we're more we're more concerned about the drama of the miracle we're more concerned about all the clamor around it that's what excites us. That's what thrills us. But when the simplicity comes and we, when we see the principle in God, we fail to realize that because we've been conditioned based on teachings of history to settle and look for the drama of the miracle rather than the principle of the miracle. So we, 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 we can say it's God when the pastor waves his hand and boy, um, the sickness disappears. That's the only time we say it's God. But when you go for a therapy and you are healed, you don't say it's God. You say oh, it's a therapy session. But what you don't understand is that the understanding of God has been downgraded to a therapy session that you can understand. But you can't see it as God. You think, oh, that's not God. All that God is cannot all the time be, hey, all of you fall and then you stand up. No, it cannot all be that. There are certain ways he he, he expresses himself like that. But there are other times that it will take just simple coin, bread, fish, things that you can understand to communicate his essence. And God is there. God is there. He's not void of it. I shared a story sometime of of a lady who called me up and said, uh, I should pray for her. And that because she she was, um, she's been long due and, and she's not been able to give birth. And then i was like okay what's wrong is it that uh, what, what's really wrong tell me about it she said no she's uh she's over over about one and a half years she's been carrying the baby she's not been able to give birth i said why what's going on she said she wants to give birth like the hebrew woman i said are you okay go, do CS. go for a cs what's your problem she said no that she doesn't believe in that i said you are just... i said god knows <laughs> well lie heaven knows i will not waste my prayer for what So you think that God has not empowered the doctors to be able to use technology and the wisdom of God to deliver a child through that means. I said, well, sorry, you've met the wrong pastor. I won't pray for you for that. Have I met people who have prayed for and they delivered naturally? Yes, I have. What's the context? Have I met? People, have I advised some people? I okay, go to hospital. Say, Pastor, I have this pain, I have that pain, and as a pastor, I would want to pray initially, and then God would tell me, "This is not a prayer matter." Send the person to the hospital, because at that time, probably the person doesn't have the faith to receive the healing. Why do I now think that God? Is outside medical science. No, he's not. Medical science should allow you see God in a better and greater light. In Romans 1, he says, they saw God, but they did not glorify him as God. He said, all that may be known of God, including his eternal Godhead, he said, can be seen from the things that were made. All that may be known of God. He said, but when they saw him, they didn't glorify him as God. But they were vain in their imaginations. So our generic idea of how a miracle works, it threatens the move of God. So that when God is moving, we can't see it. Because we only think that God will move like this. oh. <sighs> If Jesus tarries, medical science will find the cure for cancer, for AIDS, for all these things. And it is God that gave it to them. It's God. If Jesus tarries, it's God that gave it to them. So when it comes to divine health and healing, God references what we can see. First Corinthians 15 verse 45. It says the physical first before The spiritual. The physical first. Before the spiritual. God will be unjust. To give us something that we cannot understand. He will be unjust. So it is the physical first. Before the spiritual. Before the spiritual. In the first place. Why would God heal you? As have you not asked yourself. In the first place. Why is there healing? Why is there divine health in the first place? It's not so that we can camp around the fact that there is healing and there is miracle. No. When God, God doesn't waste resources. When God delivers any resource to you, it's so that that resource can multiply value. He doesn't waste resources. When God shows up in any way, it's so that there will be impact and engagement in society. The reason God would heal people in, in, in the Bible days is because if there, there was no medical science that would give you a way to find expression. If you had one leg, read your Bible. You were like an outcast. You were not valuable to society. God can use you. The devil can not use you. So if God wants to use you, the first thing they will do is what? Heal you. So why did he heal you? So that he can use you. So the healing is a precursor to engagement. So when you're asking for healing, in the mind of God, he's looking for how he can engage you to be in society and add value. But in your mind, you are looking for, let me just be healed. After you are healed, what happened? Nothing. So you are healed for nothing. You had the miracle for nothing. So what you have just done, you've just sat on the can of the healing and you are of no use to heaven, earth, nothing. It's for engagement. It's so that you will be engaged in society. You will add value to your world. If God needs to use you, he will heal you first because he wants to use you. So when science comes and then you receive certain medications in science, you forget the engagement. It's the reason for engagement. So in those days, they, 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 healing was, healing was, 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 was um, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not important anymore. It's important. But healing was the main thing. Because without that healing, they won't find expression. But today, if you like, have half leg. Medical science has provided what? Um, prosthetics. With that prosthetics, do you know there's people who have one leg and they are multi millionaires? But you, with your two legs, with your two legs, you cannot even boast of thinking. But you are proud that I have two hands and two legs. But the one who just have one, his engaging society is useful. So why, why should God heal you? Ask yourself. Say, ah, God. I mean, you know, ah, if I were like this person or that person, you know I'll be better. Things will be better. You sure? Say if not for this thing that is happening in my life, no, I would have moved forward. I could don't go. They don't go see my brake light. Eh? Kobams is blind, but with your two eyes, you can't even find his brake light. His driver has two eyes. <laughs> If your mind goes beyond the limitations of a miracle to the principle and idea behind a miracle and healing, you realize that even without healing, you can rule the world. Even with one leg and one hand, you're not limited in any way. You're not limited in any way. You think it's a big thing for God to heal you and he's reserving oh if I heal you now all my power could not go how no but he's saying beyond that healing there is an engagement there is something that should come out of you that whether you are healed or not should not stop me it doesn't stop me from being God should I crave for divine health yes should I long for divine health yes but whether or not it comes my focus is on him and him alone this guy in John chapter 5 As a round up you see after this there was a feast from verse 1 of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, Bethesda which has 5 roofed colonnades In this lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. That was how they they classified them. He said when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? What a question. What a question. Jesus knew the reason he was there and he's asking him it's like asking somebody that is sleeping you they sleep they said no at the count? <laughs> at the fetch water <laughs> the guy should have answered Jesus no i won't buy granules <laughs> i mean retire. that's what jesus was asking do you want to be healed he said no i can't play <laughs> Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. That's the problem. We want the drama. We want the kuramu around it. But the one who is the healer was standing right in front of you. You couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. You are concerned about the drama. Ah, when that drama starts like this, there's nobody to push me. But the one standing right before you is the healer. But you couldn't see it. Because you are consumed by the drama of the miracle. And you are waiting for when, Pastor, will just do like this. But the one that gives you the healing and gives you the miracle is right there before you. But you can't see it. Because you've been conditioned in your mind to think that that's the way it comes the way it comes. There are people who have died just by not taking care of their health. If they had seen the doctor the week before, they would have been alive. But no. When I get to church, I will pray. Is it wrong to do that? No, it's not wrong. But common sense will tell you to do it. Because you are failing to see that God Is the one instructing you to go and see a doctor. There's a reason he gave them wisdom and ideas. But no. The moment you feel somehow, check your health. Check your health. Find out what's going on. Take a break. Take some rest. This week I... The Next week, I told my PA, I said, I'm taking some, some time off, no calls, nothing, just four days or so, just shut down everything and let me just rest. Spend some time in God's presence, retreat, and do all. You know, it's, if you don't have good health, it'll be difficult for God to use you. Because he'll he be trying to heal you first. You can't think straight. science has not come to replace divine health but it has come to enforce its reality and confidence in what cannot be seen because of what we have seen so our confidence is not in science but our confidence is in God walking through science Are there times where you faith afraid to be so stirred that hey they will bring something and put it on you and it will affect you. Yes, there will be times like that, but that's not the norm. Why? Because we are not in heaven. We are here on earth. The fullness of all that is in heaven cannot be fully expressed here. No. But while you are here, you need to understand. You are I know we say we are supernatural, we are super beings, but you are limited super beings here there's a limit to what you can take and do here so god works with science to communicate his essence through us he's not coming to replace it so all that you need to be in christ jesus the concept is that the genesis of healing Suggest that God wants, wants you actively and optimally engaged in society so that you can be everything God has called you to be. And when that capacity is threatened and divine healing becomes the alternative, then divine healing will work. But when science comes into play and provides room for that engagement, then science finds expression. So both science and divine healing are working towards a common purpose of an engagement according to the will of God. They're working according to the will of God, according to the plan of God. So whether you have hands or you, have, you don't have hands, it doesn't stop your engagement today. It doesn't stop your engagement. Your relevance in society It's no longer about physical ability or capability. It's now about output. 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 How you can deliver and engage society. Engage society. Stand to your feet. I believe in divine health. I believe in divine healing. I've enjoyed it. I've testified of it. There was a time when we were in Lagos, my son was very ill and we took him to the hospital and my wife and I sat before before the doctor and the doctor said, the doctor just called one name. He had this, he had that, he had that, called the name, long name. While I was on my way to the hospital, I was checking my heart and my spirit. God, what would, what would you have us do? 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 We got there, sat before the doctor. He said all sorts. So this is what your son has. This is said everything. The moment he was done, I said, Okay, doctor, thank you. On my way home, I kept asking God, what should we do, what should we do, what should we do. And I kept praying about it. One afternoon, I was having um, a session, pray with Dr. K. I was in my study in the house. And then, during that time, there was just an atmosphere of faith. And then I just knew that he was completely healed. moment. I didn't deny the reports of the doctors. No. If if the doctors tell you, you have ulcer, you have it, don't worry. Faith doesn't deny the fact. It embraces the truth over the fact. If doctor says you have migraine, you have it. Don't, Don't say I don't have it. No, if it's not there, they will not tell you. It is the fact that you have it but it's the truth that you are completely healed in Christ Jesus so you're not going to deny the fact but you will accept the truth the truth supersedes the fact it supersedes it so while you're working on your faith you're telling God I know I've been healed in Christ Jesus so I, I receive my healing I receive my healing not denying what the doctor said i mean come on if somebody has one le- his leg has been amputated and it's obvious he's amputated you know say oh ah, okay your leg has been amputated say no 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 it has not been amputated by the faith of jesus christ that God, okay, what we can see here on earth is that you have one leg maybe in heaven you have two but here you have one the person who is telling you that is not walking in unbelief It's the reality what we can see. But to see a greater reality takes a depth in God you have to enter. And if you've not seen it don't say it. But the moment you see it without even saying it the leg can grow back. Because you've entered that. but when you've not entered you can stay where you are and God will not be angry with you. Say my son, my son you don't don't even have faith even small faith you don't have. No, God won't do that to you. He will walk with you with what you can understand. And it will not stop you from ruling the world. It won't stop you. So understand the balance between faith and foolishness. My submission here is that anything you've not seen in Christ Jesus revealed to you don't classify it as faith. It could very well be foolishness. Because faith is seeing Jesus, basically. So if you've not seen Jesus in your health as the healer, stay where you are. Walk towards seeing Him. If you've not seen Jesus as your supplier, walk towards seeing Him. That's when your faith becomes active. It's not just by I name it, I claim it. No, do you know how many things we've named and claimed? Oh, let me not bore you. There are many things we've named and claimed that did not show up. We just closed our mouth. We've named and claimed things that we have no business naming and claiming. All in the name of want to walk in faith. It's just that the mercy of God kept us from doing foolish things like going into a lion's den. All in the name of faith. So, but when you see Jesus. All the faith you will ever need will just come through seamlessly without you doing anything. Because when you see him, automatically you just believe. You just see that things are possible. So it goes beyond the drama but to the person of faith, which is Jesus. Lift your hands to him. I want you to pray one prayer this morning. And that's, Lord, help me to see you. You are the faith that I need. You are the faith. You know, do you know that Jesus doesn't have faith? Jesus doesn't have faith. He is faith. That's why we call it the faith of the Son of God. Hebrews 11 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We are the ones that need it here. In heaven you don't need faith. You don't. Because you will know things as they are. You will understand things as they are. So the key is seeing Jesus. Seeing him, embracing him, receiving him. And then you realize that's all you need to see. The two parts in scripture where Jesus said to them that they had great faith was because they saw him alone, outside the circumstance, outside the situation, because their eyes was focused on Jesus. And he said i've never seen such great faith i've never seen such great faith so instead of praying god give me great faith just say lord let me see you when i see you the faith that will come will come the faith that will come will come lift your hands to heaven and bless him say father i thank you thank you for revelation Thank you for understanding. Thank you for clarity in your word. I give you praise and I give you glory. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands to Him. I speak the blessing of God over you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, Where the word of a king is, there's power.